0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another week of the Ninth State Sports Show Lacrosse Edition. My name is Joe Marcellina. With me once again is Derry Field Head Coach Chris Hetler. Chris, how are you doing today?
1: Doing great, Joe. Good to be back.
0: All right, so, uh, you know, we're, we're getting what? This is the last Wednesday in June. Uh, so we've got uh, two shows left for you before we take a break for the summer. And uh, I, I want to say from here on out, uh, we are going to probably be done talking about the 2020 lost season. Uh, This week, we'll be recognizing some of the seniors from across the state who are going on to play in college in 2021, including to talking to two of them, uh, Timberlands Matt Licata and Nashua South's Kirsten McIntyre will be joining us in a little bit. Uh, And then next week, we're going to finish out uh, with a look ahead to the high school lacrosse season in 2021, fingers crossed and God willing. Uh, as always, you can send us uh, questions and feedback by shooting an email to nhhighschoolsports@gmail.com at gmail.com or on Twitter at Sports. You can listen to the podcast uh, Thursday mornings at nh-highschoolsports.com. And before we get started, uh, this is your weekly reminder that you can now pre-order the 2020 Lacrosse Yearbook, packed full of stories from this spring and all of the senior pages, plus a few other surprises. So certainly be a unique keepsake for what has been a year unlike any other. Uh, and i'm i'm sure coach you will uh, you will second me on that this has been quite the year. <laughs> i'd definitely
1: second you on it it's been it's been quite the year this year and uh, i'm looking forward to my co- i'm looking forward to my copy i know that um you know i just i enjoyed reading all the articles this spring and uh, you know did a great job of highlighting all the seniors and uh, you know what what could have been with a lot of those teams this year so you're right it'll be it'll be a different if nothing else it'll be something to put in the time capsule to look back yeah, on.
0: absolutely years, yeah so. yeah um yeah and i, I i'm uh, you know working on a couple things so or er, definitely we'll have a few more things uh f- on the website for you before we kind of wrap up i'm, I'm kind of aiming at um july 3rd to be kind of the day that um that we kind of put a bow on the uh, the lacrosse season here uh on the website so I, I think um yeah i think that'll be a good day for it
1: that'd be great it'll be signified and you know give us a little something to look forward to with the pll coming up later in july as well we can kind of. Sign off on that note and uh, look for look forward to maybe actually seeing some live lacrosse this summer.
0: Oh, I sure I sure hope so. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Let's uh let's let's not waste any time. Let's uh let's jump right into our interviews this week. How's that sound?
1: That sounds great. I'm I'm looking forward to talking to both our guests, two very talented players, and uh, you know uh, great opportunities to play in college in the years to come. So let's bring them in.
0: Yeah. So let's get uh, let's bring in Matt Licata now. Matt, thanks for joining us. How are you? Uh, I mean, you're you're pretty much done with school at this point, right? And uh, and and what have you been up to?
2: Playing lacrosse, keeping the stick in my hand as much. Really, there's a a lot of work going into the the college season with like school and lacrosse. It's been like a pretty busy summer so far, but just trying to get through it. Joe, I don't know if you know, he,
1: he was basically, he's been the MVP of our coaching staff for the Tomahawks <laughs> the last, uh, last two weeks here. He's been, uh, he's been putting in the work and, uh, Excellent. really connecting with the kids. He's been doing a great job.
0: Excellent. Well, I mean, he's got a, as we found out last week, he's got a pretty good, uh, pretty good coach that he's learned from in high school there.
2: He
1: does.
0: Matty, what can you tell us about your experience playing for coach there?
2: Yeah, I just, I love like coaching the kids and like I go in genuinely wanting to get them better. Like. And that's kind of what it is. Some kids are just there, seems like to be there, but I take the time to set up a plan and actually like, I think about what gets me better and I bring it to the kids. You well,
0: know, do, do you get to, uh, when, when you're coaching like that, do you, does it help your game at all? Do you feel too, do you like notice things that maybe, you know, you don't normally notice and, and can you apply that to, to your game?
2: Well, it, it definitely helps being there just, being around the game and it watching the kids do different moves like reminds me of like okay the kids gotta be there i have to be here at a certain time which when i'm not playing which i can't during this summer really as much it definitely helps just being around the game being able to like tell them where i would normally be what i would normally do in different situations which so yeah i would definitely say it helps being around it
1: Matt, I agree 100%. Man, when I first started, when I first started teaching goalies, it, it actually, it, it definitely made me a better goalie because I had to think about the, how I was doing things, and then I could, then I could go back and practice those things on my own too. But uh, my 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 question actually was, what what tell us what it was like, coach, uh, playing for Coach Blaska the last couple of years. Well, we you know we had a great interview with him, man. I don't think I don't think the guy stopped talking for a half an hour at one <laughs> point. I oh, know. Yeah,
2: I watched. I listened to that. It was. It was a long conversation. He's questioned. Yeah. He's. he's a good. Coach. He's a great coach. He's intense.
0: Uh, yeah. He
2: was. It. The best thing about it was like he loved every kid. Like he respected every kid and wanted to get every kid better, no matter where they stood. Because he knows, like, coming from Timberland School, uh, you know, making the talent better each year is like his, his main goal. So. Making the kids better was really just like the biggest thing I brought to the Tom Ock's coaching, I would say.
1: Give me your give me your favorite crazy coach Ken story. Give me give me something oh, over the last four years. Your favorite memory. What you're gonna walk away from Timberlake bro. Give me your
0: favorite crazy coach. Yeah, that's fit too. for radio. That's fit for radio.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of uh, Oh no. I don't know, just the typical every bus ride. If we lose or if we'd win the different reactions or every huddle, he'd want to be pissed off at us. But at the end, he'd just be like, love you guys. Love you guys. But he'd just be always like, he wants to be angry at us, but he just like looks at us and he just like can't, which is, it was so funny. Every, every huddle, every huddle. I think it's just, getting he, on the bus, he's a pastor, after, like a loss. He'd ramble at us for like half the bus ride. And then at the end, just be like, love you guys. So that was just, that was funny. I'll never forget those moments. He's a pretty passionate guy. I think that's where it comes from. You know, he wants to see, he
1: he definitely wanted to see you get better, and the program did get better, and you you were a huge part of that. Um, You know, who are some of the the guys that you most enjoyed playing with over the last couple of years?
2: Oh, yeah. Definitely Cody Fleming. Obviously, we played together for a long time, and we've definitely helped each other grow as players. We live pretty close to each other, and just always trying to get each other better through the years. But I'd also say playing with uh, Ben Poe and Adrian Rowan, who's been uh, one of my friends who's going to play this year. Surprisingly a strong player, has a hard shot. But playing with those kids on and off the field was is something, yeah, it was a really good time.
0: Of course, uh, Matt, you are going to uh, Villanova next year, correct? Yeah, correct. Do you want to, you know, can you tell us a little bit about how, um, you know, just what the process was like, you know, getting, going, being recruited and, and, and deciding on a school and um, just, you know, how would, how did that all go down?
2: Yeah, it was, it was a really good time and honestly wish I could do it again, but I'm happy, like very excited where I am, that's not the point, but it was just a really fun time checking out the schools and everything, originally made a decision and and then found out I wanted to be somewhere else, obviously Villanova. But the recruiting process was stressful. Some places they don't, you know, they give you a limitation on time on where where you want to choose, and that made every that made things tough. But yeah, visiting Villanova and meeting all, meeting a few kids on the team really made it like felt like home. And yeah, just like meeting meeting all the different like styles of play from each school was was honestly super fun.
1: Matt, thinking about next year, what are you knowing your game? I mean, you got you know, you're an explosive player. You've got an amazing first step. Uh, you can you know you can beat a guy one on one. What are what are some of the things that you're looking to improve on? Knowing knowing the the type of play that Villanova has, uh, what are you looking to work on to continue to work on over the summer?
2: Definitely like definitely a better outside shot, or uh, just like catching and shooting a little bit faster. Because my feet. uh, like the feet has always been like something I have and then like from there the shot is something I definitely want to improve on get my get my shooting percentage a little bit higher and like finding kit finding open guys keep my heads up head up more just something I've been focusing on right now trying to get better for
1: how about the um you know they they, they've given you any type it's probably hard this summer with COVID but have they given you any type of workout plan or, or anything like how much
2: lifting have you done before? Before this? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was going like five times a week and but they they just they just gave the the workouts, weekly workouts, starting uh like a month ago or whenever they were allowed to give it out when like the semester ended or something. And they're just tip, typical like if you don't have stuff there at home, which they expect like kind of assume they have set up like where just body weight and sprinting, getting in better, get, getting in better condition and everything. But if you have weights at home, you just send to the coach and they're giving you like a better workout you can do to prepare you, which is good. But I've been just sticking to what they're giving us.
0: You know, been working out.
1: you've been working out on the summer grind. You've been working with it. with yeah. Yep. yeah. 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 Yes. Okay. Good
2: time. Good time.
0: You know, going going from a guy who, um, you know, the last couple of years, it feels like um, has been, you know, uh, you've been, I think, one of the guys that that people highlight when they talk about New Hampshire lacrosse, Um, you know, a known guy going to now into college to a, uh, you know, a, a big program. You know, just just what do you? What's your kind of mindset? Like, you do you feel kind of like you're going to go back into that? Maybe like that feeling when you were you were coming into Timberline as a freshman. You know, that uh, maybe kind of underdog role.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. Coming into Timberline, I was really hoping to play and start freshman year, which was, I mean, I don't know. I was really hoping for that. It did did happen, but. Coming into Villanova, I hear kids kinda like, Oh, I won't play my freshman year and yeah, that's a, that's a very high possibility, but I'm going into it, working as hard as I can for that spot for whenever that does come. If it does come is is my mindset. Like I'm never gonna underwork just assuming that I'm not gonna be gonna be playing. So I just wanna be ready for that practice.
1: Well I think Matt the one thing that's going to serve you really well is like you you've never you've never had it easy. I mean you've always drawn, you've always been the guy who's drawn the best defender, who's always, you know, every game every team game plans against you. You know, in recent years you, you highlighted some of those guys that have helped you out but you know I, I think that's going to serve you really well. How how was that? How did how did you did you enjoy that the last couple of years? How did how did you, you know, every game knowing that you were going to have to be the guy, and you were going to draw the best player, what type of mental approach did you have to take to that?
2: Yeah, that, I, I really loved that, actually. It kind of – it gave me, like, something to, to like, work harder for a little bit, in a way. We would kind of, like, know what the team was going to do going into each game and have, like, somewhat of a plan. Not every time worked out, but, yeah, I would go into it just, like, playing my game, honestly maybe switch into midi do some midi play if uh, if they're locking me off or yeah i, I love that honestly
0: well uh are we going to uh, coach Hettler there are you going to are you, i know you asked him a couple questions about uh his teammates there but are we going to we going to give put him on the hot seat like <laughs> we've done with uh with coaches this year and and find out a little bit more about the personality of timberline yeah the, of sure we could can...
1: We can do that. Yeah, because I think
0: because um, I think you know what I, I think we're gonna get different answers than we got from Coach Blasca here because I, I think, think, uh, I think we yeah, it's a different perspective.
1: I think we might. So, <laughs> all right, so we'll, we'll put you on the hot seat a little bit here. Uh, so if there had been a there had been a season this spring what would it, what would have been on the playlist at the at the timberlane practice or on, or on the uh on the pregame warm up mix what would you guys have put on there what what, what would matt Licata, what would his music know, be on there
2: you know i heard that i heard the last podcast you guys were hating on my music but i would, <laughs> I, I, would I would i would if it was me i'd be putting on some country okay all right here really is so give me give me your give me your i won't go top 5 give
1: me your top 3 country artists right now who who would be on there Oh. Uh,
2: Okay, big guy with the beard.
0: Uh. Isn't that that's like half of them, isn't it?
2: <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah, no, but he's a big. All right, um, <laughs> Thomas Red is up there. Maybe not be in order, but uh, Kenny Chesney. Okay. Solid he's choice. A throwback OG is pretty good. I love, I like him. I saw him at concert. So those would probably be the three.
1: All right, all right, that's solid. I put you on the spot right there. That wasn't real fair. I, I, yeah. I put you on there. But that, you recovered. You recovered nicely. That was good.
2: All right. Uh <laughs> First tell me what that. uh
1: what would they so I'm expecting we were expecting Timberlane to make the playoffs this year. What would Matt Lakata's playoff
2: haircut have been this year? What would he have done? Oh I'd I'd bring it right back to the mullet again.
1: The I was mullet. I had
2: a i had a I had a pretty intense mullet going into the season and right when I heard the season was cancelled, hit the barber immediately. <laughs>
1: How About any uh would you have put any would you would you have gone tight on the sides would you put any lines in maybe a lightning bolt so you, you go anything crazy no. like that No no nah, no just,
2: just a nice bald fade on the sides not like okay. Joe Dirt type mullet but like groovy like a nice flow in the back I could see I could see Matt Licata going rat tail I could see you going way back Yeah yeah maybe yeah. yeah Maybe all just right all final, um, final. Oh yeah, for
1: sure. <laughs> All right, um, give me a uh, give me a new uh, new skill or hobby that you picked up over quarantine at home. I know you weren't doing schoolwork the whole time. What what else did you do while you were
2: home during quarantine? <laughs> uh, pandemic. Say that again. It's like you got the stick with like the three cu- the two cups with the spike, and you got the ball on the string. Oh okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So You're Fun pretty thing
1: good at it. phone. All right. Nice. Uh, how about? Uh, so I know you know you're you're a learned man going to going to Villanova. Give me uh, what's the, what's the best thing you've read
2: over break? Oh my god. No, I'm really I, putting up. You... Yeah. Honestly, to be honest, I haven't read anything. <laughs> all the
1: time. I've all read right. a couple of
2: pages of this book called The Hate You Give. Okay. Uh, yeah, I couldn't tell you anything about it. <laughs> All right. Then,
1: then in that case, if you weren't reading, then then I know you were binge watching something. What what what, what would you would you go through over over quarantine?
2: I did watch All American. Not honestly, not a big TV watcher either. But I did watch All American. All of it.
1: It's really my, good. My advisory was huge into that. I have not gotten
2: into that yet. Is it, you recommend it? Would I like it? Yeah. No, I recommend it. All right. It's got some football in it. Some sports. Yeah,
1: I went That's through right. I went through Friday Night Lights. That's that was my that was okay. my binge watch. So, all, all right. right. Um, what else we got for you? How about um? Uh, so, Coach, Coach is a big uh, he's a big foodie. Are you are you a big foodie at all? Do you do you do any cooking? You got a favorite meal?
2: Nope. I d- I do wake up and I make three fried eggs over toast every single day. So Avocado on like- your toast? Huh? Uh no, Avocado? no, no. no. Nah, okay. just straight egg and toast with some butter okay, you're an old school wow. you keep it simple yeah, that's all right a, that yeah it's cool one thing right. to make easy fast good
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what would uh so you heard so since you heard the interview last week what would you what would you allow coach blaskett to make you if you were coming over if you were coming over his house what, what do you want him to fire up for
2: you i mean he does he goes uh scuba diving a lot so maybe like cook me up a nice lobster or something
1: will see. Maybe a little surf and turf. I think Coach is yeah, a yeah. surf and turf guy. I think he'd be a surf. Yeah, that'd be
2: nice. Some steak, some lobster.
1: All right, you. All right. So, so I need to know. Are you are you a well done or are you or are you a rare steak guy?
2: I'm a well done. Or
1: medium well, well
2: for sure. Medium I'm well. A medium,
1: medium, wow. medium well. All right. All right.
2: I know, disagree, I know. We disagree.
1: We disagree on that one, but that's all right. All I'm right. Listening. When it,
2: when it comes to a burger,
1: a little bit less.
2: <laughs> okay medium okay
1: all right that's fine all right last quite last question then i'm gonna put you on the real hot seat here best teacher at timberland
2: mr wow of- oh, shoot i better take that back <laughs> uh, ken belaska
0: <laughs> that's a smart, right, a smart answer. answer
1: absolutely best best pottery teacher there is out there yeah you- yeah be honest right now did you take his class yeah both he knows his history
2: too which makes it even better Excellent. Excellent. What's the best thing you made in this class? It was actually sweet. It was huge. And I'm about to put a big plant in it. It's going to be sweet. Awesome. All right. Very good. It, it was <laughs> coil. It was actually coiled, but smoothed oh. it out real nice. just looks like a nice base. Love it. All right. Joe, I'm taking him off the hot seat. All it's right. all yours.
0: All right, Matt. Well, thanks a lot for, uh, for doing this with us. And uh, we really appreciate it. Um, you know, and, and good luck next year and, and the next, next couple of years down there at Villanova, we'll be, uh, definitely be watching out to see what you're up to.
2: So, hey, yeah, thank you very much.
1: All right, Matt, I can't wait to see the game plan. I can't wait to see the new, the coaching plan
2: tomorrow night. Looking forward to <laughs> hey, it. Yeah. Coach Beatty said it's got to be a good new one, so I'm Absolutely. on it.
0: And now we got our second guest of the show in, uh, Kirsten McIntyre from Nashua South. Kirsten, how are you doing tonight?
3: I'm doing pretty good. How are you?
0: Excellent. I uh, appreciate you joining us. Um, obviously, uh, as I, I think you and I spoke earlier in the spring, um, not kind of the year that that, have, that you were anticipating, but, um, you know, to be looking ahead now. Uh, you, you know, you're done school. Um, you're going off to Merrimack College in the fall. Um, just how excited yeah. are you to get, to get going on that?
3: I'm so excited. I've been... Um... We have our workout package, so I've been trying to keep up with that. I'm really looking forward to getting there.
1: Kirsten, uh, thanks again for coming on. It's uh, Coach Hetler here. Um, very excited to hear that you're going to Merrimack. I've had a, I've had a couple kids from my team go there, and they've had a great experience. So I'm sure you will as well. I'm curious to know. We we just talked to Matt Licata about his uh, his workout package for the summer. How are they? How is Merrimack handling the uh, the COVID situation? Are are you able to do most of the stuff from home?
3: Yeah. So it's a lot of um. So it's supposed to be Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We're doing weight workout. So I was actually lucky enough to get back to top fitness. So I'm doing that Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, and then. The other days we're supposed to be doing conditioning stuff. So I've been keeping up with that too.
1: Excellent. So isn't it Scott Prunier he's the best, isn't
3: he? Yes, I love him. He's awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's trained many of my guys. He's outstanding. <laughs> so, well that's good. Um so what what drew you to Merrimack? Why why Merrimack College? I'm sure you had I'm sure you had lots of other lots of other options. Why why Merrimack?
3: Um, they were my first choice. I, When I was looking at schools, I knew I wanted to stay close to home. So the fact that it's like on a good day, only half an hour to get there, I was really excited about. Um, I was looking for a small school, but I definitely wanted, I wanted like a good lacrosse team. And when I heard they were going Division One, that excited me a lot, especially because I feel like it's kind of hard to find a division one team that kind of has like a smaller school atmosphere so I was happy about that too
0: yeah that um that level of competition um you know just how much um you, you know all the, all the work that you did in in, in high school with um, with club and, and at south you know how do you feel like that kind of got you ready for um for what you might see you know playing at that level in college
3: I feel like um playing club and high school has definitely helped um you can totally just tell from watching the few games that we were able to um this past season with them the level of play is just so much higher it's so much more physical so much more contact like you will not watch a game they get the ball and they're driving in and they're literally getting pushed to the ground and there's like no call so i think the fact that playing club and traveling like further down south to all these different places where there was a lot more competition definitely helped prepare for those big hits that we're going to be seeing next year
1: so kirsten i'll ask you the same question i asked matt then what what do you feel like is the the number one thing you've got to work on to to potentially start as a freshman there What what are you going to be working on over the summer
3: um definitely foot speed I'm going to keep working on that, just footwork and stuff, and just, like, taking the hits better. Um, They were talking about possibly having me kind of post up in the middle. So I think just, like, building my strength up a little more too so if I do get the hit, I can still keep the ball on my stick.
0: You know, you you mentioning that, saying something like that uh, about posting up, and, of course, you were, were what, a a three-sport athlete at South, yeah. Um, you know, and that's that was kind of your game in, in basketball. Just how um, mm-hmm. how much do you think that that playing those other sports? Did that that kind of prepare you or, or maybe uh, maybe not prepare you, but help you uh, become a better athlete?
3: It definitely helped me a lot. Like, it's crazy to see how much like the three those three sports are so different, but so similar in like so many different ways up like the defensive concepts in basketball and lacrosse are so similar to you know keep them out of the eight and keep them out of the paint
1: <laughs> i i totally agree Kirsten. i i remember when we first started when i i was having trouble uh against zones a long time ago i used to talk to all my basketball coaches about different ways to attack zones it's a very similar game mm-hmm. um but i'm you know i'm interested to hear more about uh you know has has the girl it was funny to hear you say you know, I've got to become more physical. I've got to absorb hits and stuff like that. I think a lot of listeners out there would be surprised to hear that. We, I think, a lot of people when they think of the girls' game, they don't necessarily think of the physicality in it. Has it has it become a more physical game over the last over the last few years?
3: Um, I do think it has become a little more physical, um, but definitely going from high school level competition to college the physicality pieces there so much more.
1: Is it more, is it more the on ball like play? Is it more being able to guard and, and, and funnel a girl down, down into a certain part of the field? Where, where's the physicality take place?
3: I think it's definitely on ball. So like watching them, if they'll like be cutting through the middle and they're getting the feet, as soon as you're catching the ball, they're like right on you, pushing you around.
1: So being able to absorb that contact, sure. Yeah, okay. yeah. Cool. Well, what was it about Merrimack as a school that drew you there? What are you looking to potentially study?
3: I'm still not 100% sure what I want to study, but all of the interests that I have were there. So I think that's definitely a good thing. Um, I'm thinking about maybe psychology, maybe thinking about like sport psychology or even um, education. I'm not sure yet, though.
1: Nice. Well, I was glad to hear, I was glad to hear that you'd put some work into that. Cause that's the first thing I tell all my kids when they're looking at schools, is you got to take lacrosse out of the picture. Yeah. Yeah. You never know what might happen, you know? And, and, yep. So that's, that's good that you, you've got that option for you. Fantastic. Well, what's, uh what's on the agenda for this summer? Are you, are you coaching? Are you working? What are you, what are you doing this summer?
3: I am. I actually just got back from coaching for GSE. <laughs> I coach sixth graders. They're going into sixth grade this year. How's that? I love it. They're awesome.
0: You know, you
1: what's, know the, what's the most cha- what's the most challenging part about that? With the, with um,
3: definitely kids? having them keep focus. Like we had to bribe them today for a TikTok at the end of practice. <laughs> we were like, "All right, if you get through this drill, we can do one at the end."
0: Do you do you remember those days, like being that that young and and having to to do. do things like that?
3: Yes, I do. <laughs>
0: You know, Coach Hedler, I, I, you know, it just kind of kind of dawned on me here, you know, both uh, both these seniors that we're talking to tonight uh, are talking, you know, about coaching the, the younger kids here. You Maybe if we're still doing this in like 10, 15 years, we might be talking to both of them again, you know, as they're I, coaching teams around here.
1: It's starting to come back around. <laughs> I, I'm starting to get nervous because I'm definitely getting old enough where I'm going to have, sooner or later, I'm going to have a kid in class that I had their parent. In, in <laughs> so it's uh, it's going to happen sooner or later. Wow. So. But yeah, you know, Joe, I think uh, I think I think we need a new weekly segment. I I think you got to start doing a TikTok with the guests. <laughs> yeah. I think we got to have that. I think uh, I think the, I think the high school sports landscape needs that next year. I think that's got to
2: happen. You know,
0: I did. I I will say at, at the beginning of uh, at the beginning of all this, I did download the app onto my phone, but I did not do anything with it. <laughs>
1: Well, we got you on We finally got you on Instagram. So maybe TikTok, maybe TikTok will happen
0: next year. We'll see. So. We'll see. Um, you know, Kirsten, uh, I don't know if you've heard uh, heard any of these questions before, but Coach Hetler has some uh, some hot seat kind of questions here that we like to finish up <laughs> interviews with. So uh, All right. uh, n- nothing, nothing, uh, I hope, too crazy, but uh, there's definitely some things <laughs> that will put you on the spot, I hope.
1: Absolutely not. Nothing, <laughs> nothing too crazy here. So, all right. So we, we listeners want to know what's uh what's your what's your taste in music. If we if we had, had a season this year, what would you what would you have contributed to either the practice or the uh the pregame mix? What what would have been your choices to be on there?
3: I like on SoundCloud one of the big booty mixes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Um let's see. How about um did you did you binge watch anything over quarantine?
3: I did Um uh my family we all watched this is us.
1: Oh, ah, okay. Nice. Yeah. nice. I did not watch that. I feel like that is not always a happy show. I don't know. If they... <laughs> it's not,
3: but it's really good.
1: It's okay. Really good. All right. All right. How about um any anything you're reading right now? Any good any good reads?
3: I'm not reading anything. (laughs) Okay.
1: All right. So that's fine. You guys take some time away from school. We're all for two on the read. Okay. Yeah. All right. How about a, uh, how about a, it doesn't have to be from quarantine, but how about a skill or a hobby people might not know about you? Something either you picked up during quarantine or maybe just your friends or teachers or coaches wouldn't know about you. What are you, what are you good at?
3: Oh boy. Um,
1: non lacrosse related.
3: I don't know about that one.
1: (laughs) Can you cook? Can you juggle? You, you ride a unicycle.
3: I don't. Um, I'd say, like, just decorating stuff. I've been doing a lot more. Of. I've kept my room pretty clean lately. Too. Are you
1: are you saying you're a scrap? Are you are you a scrapbooker? Is that what you're trying to say? Yes,
3: I, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> all
1: right, all right, that's cool. I I'm a, I'm a little bit of a pack rat too. That's cool. yeah. okay. Um, how about a, uh, what's, um, how about a favorite, how about a favorite subject at school?
3: Um, I really liked psychology when I took it.
1: Okay. That's cool. That's not every yeah. high school has that. That's pretty neat. Was yeah. that an elective you were able to take as a senior or were you able to take that? I graduate? took,
3: yeah, I took, um, AP psych as a junior.
0: Very cool. Nice. All right. Do they still have, um, God, it's, it's been how many years since I took it? Cause I know I, I. Don't remember what level it was, but I definitely took a psych class in, at, at Nashville when I was there. Is it, um, and now I can't ever, and now I'm drawing a blank on the teacher's name. Never, let's forget that then. <laughs> <laughs> who, is, who is the psych teacher over there? Who teaches that? I
3: class? had um, Mr. Basil.
0: Okay, it's not the same teacher then. Okay. But I do remember enjoying the class though when I, I, I took, uh, again, I don't remember which one it was, but I definitely took psychology when I was over there, and it was an enjoyable class.
1: How about, a, how about a shout out to a favorite to a favorite uh, teacher that you had along the way? Someone that might have helped you out while you were there, advisor, um, teacher.
3: I really liked my psych teacher, Mr. Basil. <laughs>
1: All right, easy enough. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Um, how about and then finally, you know, any shout outs you want to give to any any of your teammates, your coaches, anything like that?
3: I'd say definitely to my mom. She's done so much for me. With pushing me to be the best I can be, Um, you know, it's hard when I have my coach as my mom, but it's just making me better. She's always telling me to give even more effort than I think I should be giving, and that's definitely helped me in the long run.
1: Was she harder on you than the other girls? Yeah. (laughs) My dad was like that, too. (laughs) I think every every coach is like that to their kid. Yeah. It makes you better. It makes you stronger. Yep. Definitely. Cool. All right. Any uh, any any shout outs to your teammates or anything like that you wanna you wanna give before before we let you off the hot seat?
3: Um, I just say thank you to them, all of them, for helping me to be the player that I am. I definitely would not have been able to accomplish as much as I did in the three years that I played for South without all of them.
1: Well, that's right. nice. I'm sure they I'm sure they appreciate it and miss you. In, uh, yeah. But luckily, all um, right down the road. They'll be able to come and watch you. Right,
3: right, right.
0: Yeah, well, um, thank you, Kirsten, for uh, for joining us, for taking the time. We definitely appreciate it and uh, look forward to uh, to seeing what you're going to do down at Merrimack. Um, keeping an eye on that over the next couple of years.
3: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: And that was uh, Kirsten McIntyre from Nashua South. Uh, I'd like to thank her and our first guest, Matt Licata from Timberlane, uh, for joining us. Uh, pretty exciting to hear from uh, from two seniors who are, are going on to play at the next level. Um, pretty high level lacrosse too, both both Division One programs. Um, you know, what was Coach? What was maybe the thing that you um, that you were interested to hear from both of them, if if you? Well.
1: I liked hearing from both of them, how they really, you know, as, as an educator and, and someone who wants to see players with it make the right choice. I, I was really uh, inspired to hear how much time they had put into the process in, in terms of picking the school that's best for them. Yeah. You know um, you know, a lot of times the players in football and basketball get, get bad raps for, for flipping choices and doing things like that. But I really feel like Matt made, made a really good decision for him. And as hard as it is to, to make that decision to flip, you know, I think he made it for a good reason. Um, you know, Villanova has the majors that are the potential majors that he's looking for. And, um, you know, it sounded like Kirsten did the same thing, but she made that decision. And, you know, right. she knew she wanted to be closer to home, um, you know, all those things. So to me, that, that was that was really great to hear. And then I also I also really enjoyed that the fact that they, they kind of knew that there was work to be done and they kind of knew what they needed to do to get ready for next year, or at least what they what they think they need to do to get ready for next year. They're not resting on, well, I was a really good player in high school. Of course I'm going to walk in.
0: Yeah, um, exactly.
1: For a lo- I was going to say, for a lot of players in New Hampshire, that can be, you know, oftentimes they're a big fish in a small pond. It can be kind of eye-opening when you when you get to that Division One level um, after you graduate. So oh. that was good to hear from both of them.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you could fill fill books on uh, the number of kids who, who come from small schools or small states and, and... – Um, it's, it's maybe a little bit harder, a little more work than they were expecting just, uh, so that's, yeah, it's great to hear both of them kind of say those things. Unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, you're right, but it's getting better. Yes. We've we've gotten better about, uh, getting that message out and really, really helping the kids to understand what it takes to play at that next level. And Oh, by the way, everybody was like you in high school when you get there. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's getting much better. Yeah.
0: So. Since we're, uh, we're taking a look at some seniors that are going on to play in college uh, tonight, um, we are going to run down the list of uh, boys and girls that are going to play Division I college uh, in uh, next year uh, from the 2020 class. Uh, we will be posting a list of all of the kids um, who are going on to play college lacrosse next year uh, with this post. Uh, it will be down below uh, as you scroll down the page. Uh, if you are, a, are someone who is going to play in college and your name is not on there, uh, thankfully this is the internet. We can update it. So send me an email, uh, at gmail.com or hit us on Twitter at nhhsports. Say, hey, my name's not on there. Uh, or, you know, maybe something a little more formal than that. <laughs>
1: we'll get you on <laughs> Yeah, there.
0: we'll put your name on there. Um,
1: well, just to reiterate, nobody was left off on purpose. It was just what we could gather yep. from, from articles and from coaches and, and kids who responded there. So we did the best to try and be as inclusive as we could. So it was definitely no slight if, uh, you know on purpose if, if anyone was left off there, and we'll do our best to get you on if we can.
0: All right, so as we said, uh, going to run down the list of D1 players. And of course, uh, one we just talked to on the boys' side, uh, Matt Licata from Timberlane, who's going to play at Villanova. Um, yeah, re- as we've kind of talked about, really excited to see what, uh, what he's able to do down there. Um, and I think, you know, he's the kind of kid that, um, you know, just listening to him, I mean, he's already got that mindset that, that he's going to do whatever it takes to get on that field as a freshman.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then no surprise, uh, six of our next seven come from our, our perennial one, two punch in Bishop Girton and Pinkerton in the league there. Sean Cameron going to Princeton, Ben Abladian going to Bryant. Mason Carroll going to UMass Lowell, Joey Lupo from Navy, all from Bishop Girton. Uh, and then we have uh, Nathan Liberty and Mason Druin, both going to Bryant from Pinkerton. And then uh, Charlie Caton from Pelham going going to UMass Lowell next
0: year. You know, to the the two Pinkerton guys there, Liberty and, and Druin, um, you know, in talking to them earlier this spring, you know, it was uh, as disappointed as they were that this season didn't get played, uh, you know, they were both, I think, very excited about getting the chance to play together again in college and uh, reuniting with uh, with a former teammate as well. I believe, right?
1: Ryan Ozer, absolutely, yeah. You know, he had, a, he had a good start to his career too, and uh, be excited to see all those guys there. They got a nice little pipeline going there right now.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's um, it, it's a school that like maybe I, I mean, probably in in this area, um, gets a little more recognition. But I, you know, if, if you know, it's a it's good opportunity for some of these New Hampshire kids to really put their name on a map if they were able to to help get that program, um, get its name out there a little bit more, right?
1: Well, you know, absolutely. When when Coach Pressler came there, it definitely helped to, helped to boost the, the program's reputation. And then, you know, they've had a couple, uh, you know, sort of breakthroughs where they've made the playoffs, they've beaten Syracuse, um, you know, so they've had some success. But, yeah, I mean, if they were able to to take that next jump and, you know, may possibly make a deep run or a final four or, or even the championship. Yeah. And to have new Hampshire players leading the charge there, it'd be unbelievable. And both, both Nathan and and, and Mason and Ryan, they're, they're all game changers. I mean, Nathan, Nathan, I think they're looking to come in right away and, and help them in the face off circle potentially there. And he's uh, all those guys, all, all those guys we just highlighted, they're all working hard this summer. They are part of that, that summer grind that we alluded to earlier there where a bunch of, uh, former NHIA players are home and, and working out together so they're, they're looking to make that impact quickly
0: and and I you know we can't we can't forget too that a guy that they were uh, they were all probably rivals with uh, when it came on the field but I in talking to them um, they were all pretty close friends with was Ben Abladian from BG also going there so that's a, a nice group uh, down there going to Bryant
1: Absolutely. I mean, that's the best thing about these guys is they all get along on and off the field together. I mean, they're fierce competitors when they're playing, but to watch them coach together. I've had I've had a, a unique opportunity this summer to take more of a director role with the Tomahawks and, and to see these guys all step into coaching shoes and work together and work so well together is really cool. Uh, it, it's pretty gratifying as a you know as a high school coach to see the guys that you've coached now taking on that role. It's pretty neat. Uh,
0: You know I think when I when I think about this year um you know the the one of the guys that that probably I feel most disappointed in not getting to see him finish his career just to see how the trajectory that he was on was um was Sean Cameron um you know having seen him um you know start out as a freshman where his game was there where it got to last year as a junior when he was you know finally when when Brian had graduated now he's kind of the you know, the, the older guy there and then just what he'd looked like during indoor season. Um, you know, I was excited to see what he would have done. Of course, he's going on to play at Princeton next year.
1: I, I would have been really excited to watch him play. I mean, he, he was getting to the point where him and, and uh, you know, Mason Jerome were both at the point where it was difficult to, you could, you could try and shut them off. You could put a pole on them. It didn't really matter. You know, those guys, those guys were able to take over and uh, you know, I think, Two two exceptional players and, and yeah, I mean I, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'm hoping I'm hoping for a Princeton uh UNC final next year. I'm hoping to see the two Cameron brothers go <laughs> Oh, to That would each be other. fun,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, or at least see him play at some point. That would be yeah, that would be exciting.
1: That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, so and, uh, I know we're not gonna I know we're not gonna forget my uh my goalie. I man, was just yeah, no, I was from, just gonna get him. Yep. All right, we gotta have a little goalie love here. Another guy that, you know, I think uh those guys probably would have had a lot more points in their career had he had he not been yeah. the goalie. Out at Exeter and uh, getting the opportunity to step in, you know, I think Merrimack tagged him early, knowing that they were going to make the jump to D1, knowing they need, you know, you build around faceoffs and goaltenders, and uh, you know, I think they're looking for Henry to come in right away and uh, and and compete for that starting role. I think uh, I want to say that Merrimack's starting goaltender this year would have either been a junior or a senior, so he's going to have an opportunity to walk right in. And, and possibly compete for that starting job as a freshman at the D1 level, which is not easy to do. And you but know you can do it.
0: We, while we were talking to, uh, to Kirsten, you mentioned there that a couple of your guys have gone on to play there, you know looking over the, the Merrimack roster um, the last couple of years. Uh, you know there's quite a few new hampshire guys on that roster you typically um so it's become uh, it feels like a little bit of a pipeline going down there too that um there
1: their two championships that they won were, were a direct result of a lot of new hampshire players being being big role players for them i mean i think of blake pedro in the face off circle for them i mean you know he he they they were untouchable this the, the first championship they won there so um yeah you know, they, they, we've got a nice little pipeline with them right now, and uh, we're hoping, hoping to keep that going.
0: It looks like there's um, a couple goalies on the Merrimack roster. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm assuming these are still years uh, for 2020. Uh, but it looks like they have uh, a good mix of a, a junior, sophomore, freshman this year. Um, but you never know how things are going to play out. Uh, I, I wouldn't try to predict anything based off of this spring.
1: No, but you know, I, I tell all I, any I tell goaltenders and face-offs that you, you choose the college for for its academic reasons. There, there, your replacements being recruited the minute you walk yeah. onto campus, and and you're you're going to be competing all four years there when you're there for your spot. So uh, he he's up to it, Henry. Henry will Henry will rise up to that challenge. Um, you know, I have no doubt that he he most likely him and, and James Heitmiller, would have been the two two best goaltenders in, in the league this year. Um, you know, and so. Um, he'll be ready for it. He's seen, he's seen He's seen. a lot of good players the last yeah. couple of years.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, and then on the girls' side, uh, we actually two, have uh, two girls' players that are going to play for Merrimack College. One we just talked to, Kirsten McIntyre from South, and uh, another from a Nashua school, uh, Sophia O'Brien from Bishop Girton, both playing at Merrimack next year.
1: Yep. And then another name we'll recognize here, Lily Osier No surprise, Pinkerton going. Where do you think? Bryant. He's going to Bryant, you know, so, you know, nice little connection there. And then her teammate Lauren Lasaskis uh, from Pinkerton going to a school, you know, it it very underrated back, back in the day, you know, I'm going to date myself right now, but Georgetown, (laughs) Georgetown was a a really, really good uh, lacrosse program on the boys side for the longest time. And they haven't had the success in a while, but I remember that when I grew up, Georgetown, Syracuse, not only in basketball but in lacrosse, that was a must-see game every year. That was that was a phenomenal game. So it's it's a program on the rise and obviously a really good school. So, you know, clearly clearly Lauren did her work while she was at Pinkerton, and um, you know that's uh, it's a you know feather in her cap that she gets to go to such a great school at that.
0: And then a uh, a third player from Pinkerton going to play D1, uh, Haley Peredna, uh, going to UMass Lowell so um you know that's something to you know have one class there even at a school the size of pinkerton have three d1 kids um from your team going out out to the next level that's um that's quite a feat
1: three d1 kids and then you know six six kids going to college or to play in college overall there and that that's quite a that's quite a lineup to lose uh but you know when you get a school as big as that, i'm sure they'll be fine next year but that's you know, again, we're going to stop talking about the disappointment of 2020. But, you know, that's that had to be tough for them not to be able that all, all those girls to put in as much work as they have put in over the years to get recruited to those schools to play and not get a chance to play. That's got to be tough. But, you know, great that they they get to continue playing there.
0: And then a Merrimack uh, College getting a ton of New Hampshire kids here uh, from this 2020 class. We've got a uh, from Wyndham. Uh, Erica Irvin uh, will be joining O'Brien and, and McIntyre down there at Merrimack so they'll have a nice uh, nice connection there I, and I noticed looking at their roster they got a couple other New Hampshire kids so maybe the uh, the women's team will be kind of uh, following in the in the men's footsteps there picking up uh, absolutely a yeah, bunch they've New got a great kids.
1: chance they're recruiting local they're doing a good job with it. You know, and speaking of local, uh, you know we've got UNH. Sometimes we don't think of UNH because their their boys program is a club program, but a, a very good pro, a club program. But the women's team is uh, is a is a full fledged D one program. Izzy ILO from from South is going there next year, and Mackenzie McEchern uh, from Bedford is going there next year as well.
0: Yeah, so that'll be uh, be nice to or be able to check in uh, rather easily on a couple of a uh, couple kids playing locally. <laughs> Um, you know, and it's nice to, it's nice to hear, you know, some kids going to play, uh, in state in too. I mean, we don't, I mean, of course there's plenty of kids going to play at new. Um, but you know, there's, um, I think, I think maybe that's coming up a little bit that some of the kids staying in state and being able to play lacrosse, uh, closer to home.
1: Well and, and save a little money too. I mean in state in state tuition, uh, you know, it's you can't <laughs> can't be can't beat that. That's uh you know, pretty good. And, and to they have a chance like we talked to uh Kirsten about, you know, your friends, your family looking you can come watch play for these so, Um but yeah, you know, Joe, uh you know, I, you know, looking through this list, it's an incredible list of uh twenty twenties that are all going on to play. I mean God there must be
3: just
1: eyeballing it real quick, there's got to be 50, 60 kids going on to play next year easily. Um, You know, incredible. I don't know any other sport that's doing that right now. So, you know, lacrosse is doing its job in in New Hampshire.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, not in New Hampshire, there's not another sport doing that. You know, so I guess, uh, I know we said, I said starting out the the show today, we were going to kind of stop talking about 2020, uh, the 2020 season. Tonight we talked about the 2020 seniors. Um, Maybe we, we looked back a little bit here uh but next week we are going to be full steam ahead looking at 2021 starting with uh some changes to the f- uh, lacrosse uh landscape I would say um not to get too deep into it but that is actually the case we are at the end of a two year cycle and assuming everything's going to be normal things are going to look a little bit different uh with the divisions correct New divisional
1: alignments, uh, maybe some, maybe some new rivalries, maybe some old rivalries renewed. Uh, yeah. People moving up and down. So we'll kind of take a look at how the, the divisional landscapes have changed, uh, for next year, fingers crossed. And then, um, you know maybe even maybe even take a look at a couple teams that we think might be uh, in contention next year it's it's gonna get harder and harder because now you know you looked at last year's roster you knew what seniors were were gone right. you knew what came up but now now you've got now you've got two years worth of kids gone and you don't really know what teams would have had as freshmen this year you know so it's it's gonna be I think there's gonna be some surprises I think we can do some projections but I think there's gonna be a lot of surprises next year it's gonna be uh I think it's going to be the most unknown season we've had in a long time in terms of uh, being able to pick, pick favorites coming into the season.
0: Well, I will say that's one thing I think we've never shied away from is making projections about things, even if we don't know much about them. So I'll leave will... that to you. You're,
1: you're, usually, <laughs> you're usually spot on with those. Your, your projections at the end of the year have tended to be pretty good. You've uh, you patted yourself on the back the last couple of years with your preseason predictions. So.
0: Yeah, I, I'm going to uh, leave that to you. I'm going to have... stay out of the hot seat. <laughs> I have no problem uh, getting the egg on my face. Yeah, that's definitely true. All right. Well, I think that's probably going to uh, wrap us up for this week. Um, of course, like I said, we'll finish up next week. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, – the next time – you know, after that, when we're doing this again, hopefully we'll be talking lacrosse in the spring of 2021, uh, getting ready for a, a real season. Uh, that's my, that, again, fingers crossed.
1: I said, you know, and Joe, thank you again for having me on. And I just want to thank all the coaches out there that, that have helped us out this season. Oh, absolutely. with absolutely. And, uh, you know, things to talk about. Because without you without you guys, there's no way we can do this. You know, we rely on, on you and, and the kids to, to give us you know, information about your teams and, and things to, to highlight and talk about each week. So we, we want to encourage you, um, you know, if there's things that you want to highlight about your programs or kids, please, please send those in. Don't be bashful about those things. It, it only makes the programming better, and we want to highlight as many kids as we can.
0: Absolutely. No one, no one would have wanted to listen to you and I just talk to each other for a half an hour every week about, um, about what wasn't happening.
1: We we told them they could do that at Riverside Barbecue for years and we've <laughs> had anyone show up. So, you know, you're right, you're right on that account. Kind of.
0: All right. He is Dairyfield Boys Lacrosse Coach Chris Hetler. Chris, thanks thanks again.
1: Joel, thanks for having me. We'll do it again next week.
0: All right, I'm Joe Marcellino. We'll talk to you later.